Hey y'all, what's up? This is your girl P, aka Vital, and welcome to another episode of Vital Chats with P. Hey. Okay, so I'm gonna get right into it. Listen, I love music. I am a music head. I enjoy music. I live for music. I have um, always been around music ever since I was younger with my granny raising me and everything. She had a little eight-track disc in, in the whole like setup with the with the record players and stuff like that. So like I know about all the old school music, the new school music. I, I mean a little bit because some of it I'd be like, mm, what what is? <laughs> I'm I'm at that age. I'm like, what is what is y'all talking about? But the, if a beat is catchy. I will listen to it immediately because I just love a good beat. I love instruments. I love live music. And I don't really care about what genre it is. As long as, you know, it doesn't disrupt my soul or, or you know, start sending stuff my way that's that's negative and evil and demonic. And I ain't got time for that. Listen, okay? Um, I'm, I'm trying to fight my demons. I ain't trying to fight extra ones, too, that has nothing to do with me. So... I be careful what I listen to, but I love music and I truly believe that music is like healing. Like I know there's been times I've listened to songs and immediately was like, yeah, they, they wrote what I was trying to say, but I just couldn't say it the way they just wrote it and sung it like that. Cause I can't sing at all. I mean, like I could catch a note by myself, all by myself. I, I mean, catch it good. But outside of myself, man, them notes be just flying, just everywhere. So I enjoy just hearing people sing and the way they can move their um, vocal muscles and then at the instruments and oh, I just, I love music. It's healing. It, it does something to you. Uh, whether it's gospel or R&B or classical, jazz, pop, um, neo soul, if it's um, island music, and because I don't, I don't want to start naming them, and then I'll be totally wrong. I can't pronounce them all the way, so I ain't about to do it. But whatever you're listening to, it just does something to you. even that heavy metal. You know, they be, they just be banging their heads and throwing the guitar around, just damaging stuff. It it makes you feel something. They're healing from a terrorizing. Um, why is you wasting money banging that guitar place? But they <laughs> they are enjoying the music that it makes you feel something, and. I believe is very therapeutic to listen to good music. It can be healing. Um, I, you know, being a mom, I, of course, be listening to music and, and I've sung to my babies when they was babies. I mean, babies for I've sung to these kids uh, when they were babies and everything. And I remember when they were little how like they would like if they would fall down or hurt themselves they would immediately come to me or or their dad time whatever and they would just be like yeah. <laughs> that's my baby voice don't 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 come for me because that, that's how they sounded like that crazy just funny or whatever they were whatever whiny voice they was using and you know, they'd be like, I hurt myself, or boo-boo, Bible, you know, whatever they were trying to say at the time, you know, I would kiss their finger or their hand or whatever, and and then I said, oh, better, and they would just look at me, and they'd be like, oh, better, and, and, and that was it, and it was healed, 
in their minds at that young age, me just going, mwah, boo-boo kissed. I healed everything. I was the magic princess fairy. But as they started growing up and their injuries started getting a little bit more severe, and I'm not talking about like crazy severe, but you know, we, we go from, you know, just falling down because you can't walk good to now, you know, a baseball hitting you in your noggin or you falling down some steps and now you're saying mommy kiss, kiss, and mommy kiss, and it ain't do nothing. I mean, it made you feel better, but you're like, it still hurt. Like, I remember when I'm like, I'm, you know, I can't actually, I can't remember because I'm not, I'm not sure. But I can only think that when I hurt myself, my granny at least had some moments where she was like, oh, (laughs) let me make it feel better. So, I've all, you know, once kids grow up and once we all grew up and reached that stage and that level, it was like, oh, okay, kisses and boo-boos, you know, they hurt afterwards for real, for real. Like, I mean, not kissing boo-boos, but like, you can't, you can't kiss my boo-boos away no more. Then you start to realize like, oh, I, I gotta like, I gotta heal. Like, I gotta cut on me now. Like, I gotta heal this up. Like, dang, like. It don't, it don't work. This is real life. And so when I think about how, <laughs> first of all, this, this country itself, um, I, not even the country, well, I can speak the country probably does need a lot of healing, but for America, it definitely America, there was a lot of things that we need to heal from. And now I'm coming from a place, you know, because, you know, it is Black History Month. Woo, 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 BHM, we all we got. Um, that's a little term that we used back when, in Maslin um, when I was in high school. No, oh, middle school, Lord, jeez. But it's BHM, so for Black History Month. And we all we got. I'm not sure who made it up. Kudos to them who did. I just used it. But it's Black History Month. And, you know, I've been reading articles and I've, I've, I've always read articles and, you know, I've always, you know, tried to stay connected to my culture. Um, I went to a historical black college, Ribble First University. I worked in the library up there. So when I was actually at work, um, I would read and stuff like that. And I took classes, you know, and I've studied and I read and all these things. And even now, um, and then I live in the experience because I'm black. Unless I take a, you know, a test or whatever. And they tell me I'm mixed with everything else. I said, right now I'm completely 100% black. I think about how much our people need to heal from so many things, right? Like we just had a young black man die from a beating by five black, four or five black police officers. No, don't quote me on the number, but. We just seen that happen again. And this time it was all black officers. Like that's, that hurt. You know, a lot of people was like, oh, we don't, you know, what's going on? You know, why ain't nobody talking about it? And I think it's because we as the people, like we, me, black folks, it was almost like, (sighs) it hurts worse when the own system 
attacks you and it's the same color as you. It's it's almost like a a backstab. Like you didn't even oh like, really? I mean you know well if you don't know the 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 whole history of, of law enforcement and everything it has completely been based off of a very negative thing and that was slavery. So when you think about the stretching of time and, the, and and how these laws have still stood pretty much the same in effect, just being brought out in different ways, there, there was a lot of healing that's going to have to be done. But in order for that healing to start, that means you have to, one, acknowledge, and then two, either restructure and fix so people can heal or find another outlet and but because no one has done that first step of let's address it and this is what's happening people can't heal people can't heal then people are stuck in this place and no matter what happens we know that law enforcement in our eyes as a people is connected to being hurt how do you heal from that I'll take it another step higher. There are people who are very religious. I come from a place of where I was raised Jehovah's Witness. This is a group of people, well, not a group of people, a organization. I'm going to say, oh, I'm sorry, a religion. But I feel like it's more of an organization. But it was a religion of people who, if you did the wrong thing, they kick you out. They kick you out the, like, just like, hey, you, hey, I, you messed up. I, I know Jesus died on the cross, but not for you. So like to kick a whole person out and their whole belief system. And I know this personally because my own mother was kicked out because she had her child early and you can't do that. And so back in the days, they were stripped on the kicking out. They, they just, they dismissed her out of the religion. Like What? That's damaging. How do you heal from that? Religions out there now, you know, you people go to church, you know, they'll think everything's good and then something happens and then they're like, I can't believe it. This is the church. It's supposed to love me and heal me and yet it's hurting me. So how do you heal from a place of that? Family and friends, the people you never would think could could do anything to you can turn around and be the first ones to hurt you and make you feel like you're not enough or you maybe not be worthy enough or anything to that nature how do you heal from that how do you heal from things that are so close to you in order to move on in life death when people leave us that's that's something you have to heal from. So that's all these things are are from places of of where there was happiness and joy and peace, and then all of a sudden there was a tension. And now because of that, you no longer have that. Now you have to first of all acknowledge that it's gone, and then second, or acknowledge that it's gone, acknowledge that it's, that it's hurt you, acknowledge that you feel some type of way, however you want to phrase it, and then figure out a way to move on from it. And then when you put all those pieces together, each and every one of us is out here trying to heal from things that have 
driven us to places that we've never even thought we would even be. Situations happen, whether it's your fault, whether it's the other person's fault, whatever happens, they it, it happens because this, this earth is not perfect. We are not perfect. We were not born or perfective. <laughs> I'm not, I said that perfective. We can't. That's not even a word. I know, I know, I know. But today we might be able to use a little sprinkling of perfected. But we are not born just completely like, ooh, we're not. Like we don't, we, we don't, I mean, some of us are born to just wake up and slay every day, but some of us aren't. <laughs> like, we're human, so we're going to mess up. Things are going to happen. How do you start coming to terms with it and healing from it? Because it's easy to, to say, oh, well, acknowledge it, then move on. Find ways to move on. Okay, that's that's great. That's easy when you haven't had to be in the shoes of the person who needs help moving on or how they feel. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that are just completely selfish and cut off and they literally only have feelings when it applies to themselves. And they just going around just hurting folks, just not even realizing that they are like they literally just are in their own heads 24 seven all day long because they refuse or they don't want to look outside past themselves. That can be hurtful, not only to other people around them, but to them as well, because they will never be able to be to be able to step out the box and experience life. And if you don't experience life, you don't make these mistakes or you don't end up um, learning these lessons that allow you to be able to move on. I think. When you're healing, the only way to properly heal is to be able to go through experiences and realize like, hey, I can see here I messed up. So then if this happens again or as I'm going through these stages, I realize I can't do that before. I also think that people think healing is just automatic. Like you just, you know, as soon as you realize your your feelings is hurt and you're like, oh, it's good. I moved on. Then that's it. No, because if another situation happens and it's just like that and you never really actually took time to acknowledge and and think about it, guess what's going to happen? The same feelings all over again, like the same exact ones. And then you sit in there wondering, like, why am I feeling like this? Like, this is the same thing. Every time this happens, I feel like this. Well, that's because you've never actually properly healed from the situation to not put yourself back into that situation. If you see it, you didn't didn't have this discernment discernment to be like, "Mm, I think that might make me feel like this again. Now that doesn't apply to everything because when it comes to death, that's different. That's totally different. Like how do you move on past having someone who is completely not here to that? The only answer I can give to you is that takes time a lot of time, time that you have to be willing to allow happen. A lot of us want to just hurry up and move on because yeah, we got things to do and life move on. Like bills still got to get paid. You know, we still got to make things shake and move. But at some point you do have to take the, the time. You have to allow time, literally like allow yourself to say, you know what? I get that life is happening. But my life is happening now, too. 
So let me deal with this. And this can be death to anything, not just people in, in, in a physical sense, but you can lose people as far as like a friendship is gone. You don't talk to your family member no more. You decide to quit ways with the old career. It's not like anything, any change in your life where you know that you are no longer going to go back and, and, and make that whole or bring it back to life. You have to now heal from it. And a lot of us don't heal correctly. And then we end up going into different either relationships or careers or endeavors. And we're bringing this hurt with us that we're not trying to really acknowledge for whatever reason. And it's understandable. But then uh, whoever's receiving, whatever business is receiving, whatever thing that you're doing, guess what's going to happen? It's going to come out and it can jeopardize a lot of things. I know for me, I... (laughs) Ooh, <laughs> I'm laughing because like healing for me has been like a struggle, like because I try to avoid things and with avoidance, what happens is that you really don't get to test yourself on how much you have really been able to heal from it. So now that I'm more, you know, in tune with myself been situations or things that would have triggered me before make me spass out. Now I'm able to kind of be like, okay, let me wait, let me pause. Not all the time, but I'm getting way better at it with different people who I feel more safe with to be like, okay, this is what's happening. Let me figure it out because I need to check me first before I even think that they have anything going that's ill attention to what I'm trying to do. And I've been able to move more smoothly in it. Now, sometimes it throws me off and it's not that and I I spass out a little, but for the most part, I'm learning where I need to still heal at and where I have healed at. When it comes to like just learning about yourself and figuring out, especially when you're trying to go into relationships or anything that you're doing, you really want to just make sure you are not bringing extra hurt in. Or, no, no, let me let me take that back. You want to make sure that even if you are still in a process of healing, that you have a safe space or wherever you're entering to be like, hey, whether like if it's a relationship, you should feel safe enough to say these are things that, you know, kind of bother me sometimes, not because of you, but because I'm still healing. And because I'm still healing from it, this is why. Like, I think we that you need to have a really comfortable and safe space in order to still process healing. Because I think a lot of people automatically think you're just supposed to automatically just be healed and then go into your thing. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, healing takes time. But but if there's communication, people can understand. Things can flow better. Even having that conversation with yourself saying, you know, I'm still healing and that's okay. But 
let me find ways or let me explain, you know, different things to that nature. Um, you just have to want to heal. I saw this post and it had mentioned that people born in survivor mode. And don't quote me on this because this is, I'm paraphrasing a lot, kind of. But it says people who were born in survivor mode should not date people who were raised in love. And I understand that statement, but this is why I disagree. I disagree because I know people who were born in love and like, they'll like, they'll mean, they're selfish, they'll, they'll, they'll go, oh, like not even trying to be rude or anything. Like it doesn't matter whether you were raised in love or not, because you can literally decide to just be a, a complete jerk an asshole pretty much in a way. Um, that's what I like to think of it. So as a person who was raised in survival, for me, I can only speak on my own personal experiences and others who I know kind of took suit of the same ways, not like took suit after me, but like decided like, Hey, I'm going to do something different. When you're raised in survival mode, there's two things about you that can happen. You can either take everything that you've been through, all the hardships, all the struggles, all the pains, all all of it, and you can become better and say, I'm not going to be like this. Or you can allow it to consume you and become exactly the product of your environment. Some of us chose, me, I can speak on my experience, chose to look at what caused us to be in survival mode and say, no. I don't want to do this. I want different. I want more. I want to love. I want this. That could be the same with someone in a loving home and situation. I mean, a loving home and and, and environment. They could be raised with love. That doesn't mean that they're immediately going to go out because guess what? A life experience can happen and then boom, they might go into like a type of survival mode for that situation in itself. So do I understand the statement that they're saying they shouldn't date each other? Sometimes people who are in survival mode might just need someone who's been in a loving place to do that. Now, the person with the loving place, that you do need to have discernment. Like, you do need to know whether what you're getting into. That's why it's communication. But if there's communication and both parties understand, then that, part, that person who is in survival mode knows not to cross boundaries and just take and pull and pull and pull from the other person. And a person who may be showing, who is showing love and deciding that's the route they want to take understands like, hey, this person was not given the same environment as you. So be gentle with them in areas, but still, you know, keep your boundaries set, but understand like that this is what they need as well. You know, and that's, that's communication. That's what it is. You know, you can do things <laughs> if you just communicate with the other person, but mainly with yourself. A lot of us don't communicate with ourselves. A lot of us do not try to tune in with ourselves. And all that is a part of healing. When you're coming from a place of I had to survive, I had to get this on my own. Nobody, you know, is going to do this. You know, if, you know, if I don't get it done and it is what it is like, you have to take time to find your gentle spot 
<laughs> that's that's what I like to call it. You know, you're you're a gentle spy. Whoever takes it, I know you took it because it's gonna be for me. Um, no, but you gotta find your gentle spot. Like I've had to find my gentle spot, and and that could be a person, a place, a thing, a multitude of, of whatever. But I like to find my gentle spot, spot things or people who allow me to just feel like me, you know, and just all fun and just just a different girly emotional side because when you have those times where you can do that then it doesn't matter how hardcore and how tough and, and what you do whatever else you know you're gonna have time to get your gentle spots and you have gentle spots you know you gotta find your gentle spot but what's going to allow you to be able to heal that might be shopping now i suggest find a budget find a really good budget because they talking about recession and even though we've always known about the recession all of our lives as black folks for those who don't know about it um budget you might just want to budget eggs cost just as much as a meal from mcdonald's which is now ten dollars so i'm just saying you might want to budget but Whatever is your gentle spot, whatever is going to allow you to just find some time to be like, okay, let me just breathe. Find find counseling, find therapy. You know, I, I know I'm not going to tell everybody to just go to therapy, go to counseling, because as a person who was told to go to therapy and counseling as a requirement um, in the foster care system, I kind of just be like, mm. <laughs> I find other ways or gentle spots <laughs> to learn how to heal and, and, and get through things and talk it out. But we all have to find that place of healing because if not, we're going to end up divided within ourselves. And that is why America needs so much healing because we haven't. And guess what? Division all up and through the hood of America. Like America is the hood country now. That's why I like to say it is the hood country like every other country looking at us like wow they used to be you know the upper class I guess and now they are like really the hood like America like Beyonce said America has problems um she never actually said the problems so whoever has been asking what the problems were just look around you'll see the problems I mean Every day, my kids come home telling me by an endangered species that I can't save. I can't save them. Oh, then we got these endangered people. We got endangered cultures, blacks, Hispanics, <laughs> people of color, like, <laughs> totally. Um, And then we have endangered eggs. Like, everything's endangered right now in America, and it's sad. Um, I want you guys to check out the 13th. Um, it is on Netflix. It is a really good um, documentary on um, the 13th Amendment and what it truly has represented when it comes to law enforcement. I mentioned that earlier and I'm going to go really deep into that topic, probably more so in season three um, or maybe not. Who knows? I might I might, you know, end up with this one here, but. It is a really, really good movie. I mean, a documentary. Um, it's a little long, about an hour and 30 minutes or so, something like that. But if you're able to take time to watch it, I would really suggest it. Again, it's called The 13th and it's on Netflix. 
and it just talks about the whole um, history pretty much of of law enforcement slave patrol and the prison system and everything to that nature uh, I do want to give prayers and regards to the young man who passed away in that awful beating by black law enforcement who you know are trained to protect and serve not quite sure what they're protecting or serving but the mentality of that law enforcement um itself and i'm not saying every individual is like that but it needs restructured and i will go into depth of that about that later on but prayers out there to them um prayers out to everyone who has lost someone who is healing who needs to be healed um, be kind. <laughs> if you didn't hear my last episode um, on kindness, check it out. And any of the ones that um, are on there, but be kind because there are so many things that are going on in people's lives. And we just want to take time to be able um, to show kindness. Let people know that they are not alone. Uh, and let them know that there are people out there, you know, who they can lean on. So, you know, be kind today to those who are still healing um, and those who are needing love. <coughs> See, that's what happens when you talk for this long. Excuse me. Real life. I need somebody who, like, gives me water or, like, mentions, like, hey take a drink um <laughs> but that is <coughs> look I'm about to choke oh my goodness Whew. I'm back but um listen that's all I have right now well I said right now that's all I have for today with healing and why I think healing is vital um it's important to just be able to find a place to where you can correct, make yourself whole, mend yourself, patch up, restore, reset, whatever you need to do um, so you can be the best you, so you can be vital. We all need to be vital. Healing is vital. Communication is vital. Being kind is vital. So many things. So just take that to heart, you know, and if, if you are in a place right now of healing, just know that I am I'm always praying and always thinking of those who need healing, even if that is not what you believe in. Everybody needs that type of energy and light to them. So I send it your way, all types of healing and love. And I hope that you're able to get to a place to where it just doesn't hurt as much anymore. So that is all I have for that. Um, let me just real quick. I, first of all, I want to thank everyone and anyone who has tuned in and um, listened to my podcast. I appreciate it so much. Um, it has been amazing. I have been appreciating the love and support and the ratings. Um, I'm, I want to give a big shout out not only to Anchor, 
uh, for Anchor FM for allowing me to host this, host my podcast on their platform, but also to Good Pods, Good Pods, um, an app where you can download and listen to different content. Um, I was number four in the top 100 for self-improvement category. So I am really, really, really just humbled. And, and I thank you guys so much for listening or downloading or whatever you did, sharing. Oh my goodness. Like it's just, I'm, I just, I thank you guys so, 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 so much. You don't know how much it means to me. And because of that is what makes me want to keep going and giving you guys things to think about things that are going to provoke you and things that are topics that will make you have a vital chat with your girl P. Listen, you know I'm on that social media, okay? So if you are trying to find out who I am and who is the face behind this voice before I give you the voice, well, I thought I had something clever there, but it wasn't clever at all. So it's all right. Don't worry, because it's real life. And if we're in real life TV, we're going to keep it moving just like it is, okay? Yes, we're going to speak into existence. You're, you're going to be on TV, okay? But for now, we right here. And let me tell you something. You can find me on the social media. You sure can. First of all, I do have a website where you can go to and be able to um, pick how you would like to listen to the podcast on what app um, platform that you have there. So that is that website is www.podpage. That's p-o-d-p-a-g-e dot com slash vital chats. V-I-T-A-L-C-H-A-T-S, just in case my accent doesn't move it. Um, so you can go there. Again, that's www.podpage.com slash vital chats. You can also get at me on Facebook. That's at vital chats with P. You can find me on Instagram at vital chats underscore P and that is just the letter P. Each each and every one of them is just the letter P. It's not P E E. It's not P E. It's just P. <laughs> Get it? Just P, baby. For those who know, you know. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. That is at vital underscore chats underscore P. Okay, my podcast is available not only for Spotify, but it's on Apple, it is on Amazon and other streaming services. If you want to become a guest or you want me to be a guest on your podcast, just hit me up. I have an email address. It is vital, the number three, the word essentials at gmail.com. So it's vital3essentials at gmail.com. But if you go to any of my social media sites, you will find my ad—I mean, my email address. You will be able to message me directly. I do take messages. I do respond. I am real. I'm not a bot. Um, I do. I will respond to you. I will follow back. I will um, make note. I am very busy. I am a uh, mother of two. It's just me and my kids, and we be out here rolling. Um, but I do respond. I will get to you. I will make time. I always will make time because this is what I love to do. I love to talk to you guys. So hit me up on those sites. 
um, find a way to message me. You can find me again. This has been amazing. This is my healing and I'm just glad that I'm able to share what I have learned in my span of time so far um, to be able to give to you guys. So just remember um, to come from a healing, uh, a kind place to others and, and remember to check in on yourself and that's your healing. And then I'm going to end it with a question. Tell me. Um, what is one way you like to heal? If, if that makes sense. So what is, what is your gentle spot? There it is. What is your gentle spot that allows you to be able to feel safe enough to start your healing process? Again, what is your gentle spot to be able to start finding your safe space to be able to heal? And talk back to me. Let's have a vital chat. Next episode is going to be great. Again, um, thank you for tuning in to episode eight. Healing is vital. This is your girl P, aka Vital. Um, stay amazing. Stay awesome. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed. Stay vital. And I will talk to you guys soon. Toodles.